Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Blind School, coming at you today for one of our short-form podcasts. Tracy and I have been talking about doing some more of these, trying to increase the amount of time that we get information out on the podcast. And right now, the best way for us to be able to do that is to continue on with our longer-form podcast, whether it's a topic that we discuss with one another or interview somebody, and also add in a short-form podcast like this where we do 10 or 15 minutes on a topic. So hit us up at podcast at naturereliance.org. That's podcast at naturereliance.org. If you've got interest in certain topics, you think, hey, I bet Craig or Tracy can crank out 10 or 15 minutes on this topic, and we'll do everything we can to throw it out there. Our goal is always to be of good service to those that listen and support what it is that we're doing. That's you if you're listening here. So please feel free to throw something at us, and we'll get it out. Today, what I wanted to discuss is the topic of mindfulness, which sounds like, quite frankly, a little bit of a, I don't know, a hokey pokey, uh, neo-spiritualism, shamanism type of crap, but it's not. Uh, Mindfulness is a topic that I wrote from what I would call a scientific perspective in uh, my first book, Extreme Wilderness Survival, chapter four or five. I can't remember which, I'm pretty sure it's five, but mindfulness is really more than anything just paying attention to what's going on around you. It gets tied into some uh, Eastern religion type mindset, and there's nothing wrong with that, with with that focus for people that are interested in that. But from survival, how it relates and why it's important, I think, is is critical. And I had an incident this morning where mindfulness and my lack of doing it caused problems for me. Basically, I, I went to the farm to ruck and do my exercising, and I was actually going to ride a little bit, got out of the Jeep, hit the uh, lock or unlock key so I could open the back of my wife's Jeep and I was driving it because my truck is in the shop. Instead of hitting the unlock button, I actually hit the lock button. And now my keys, my phone and everything are inside of the Jeep. And I'm pretty much not, I mean, not in a dangerous situation whatsoever far, but I'm off the road enough that no Papa locks are going to come unlock me. And my wife several hours is away uh, on a little getaway with our daughter. And so, you know, there I was stuck. So anyway, led to some problems. Me had to end up, went through the whole process of trying to open up 
the way I should, putting wedges in there and sticking a wire down there. But I reckon, quite frankly, that Jeep does a good job of setting up their vehicles. And I didn't even get close to being able to get that done today. So I had to break the window to get in. So that sucks. But one of the things that hit me was that I was, I guess, in a hurry. I, you know, I've been in a class for the last few days and I was looking forward to getting out and just, I don't know, just getting away, uh, doing some rucking, doing some sweating, uh, just seeing what was going on in the farm. I hadn't been there in over a week. And so in my haste, I hit the wrong button. That's mindfulness. Actually, that's a lack of mindfulness. So let's talk about a few things in a way you can practice this. I've done some meditation with different people. I think it's worthy of doing meditation without a doubt. That might be a podcast for another time. But one of the people that talked about doing a mindfulness practice was John Young. He's one of the first guys that I read about it. I went through Kamana Wilderness Awareness School, uh, naturalist certification, level one, level two, many, many, many years ago. Uh, the sit spot is something that I think came from the tracker school that John picked up on. And then he pushed it forward at his school, John Young, that is. And I like it. So what I thought I'd do is I'd share a few things that come out of basically finding a sit spot. Talk about how I've done it, how it works. Any of you guys and gals out there that are listening that ever spend time in a deer stand or a deer blind, you've done this many times. And we don't have to be real regimented on how this goes about being done. That's quite frankly part of the problem. It's not as regimented as some would like for it to be. It's not a meditative, religious type experience. It's just basically being in the moment as much as you possibly can. Meaning, you just go to an area and you sit there and you pay attention to what's happening. If you're trying to get a better understanding of the outdoors, then one of the best things you can do is find a sit spot that you can go to on a regular basis. Now, I think it was level two, come on a certification. We were required to do that. Well, we weren't required, but it was highly recommended we do that on a daily basis in an area. You could go to a city park. You could look at your window. You could go to a forested area. Just to go to an area where you could get out into nature and basically sit and do nothing but observe what's going on around you. I wrote down a few points in my book on how to do this, and I thought I'd just share those with you here and at least give you a, a kickstart, if you will, on developing a practice on your own. So first off, you just find a spot where you can sit comfortably. Sometimes I'll take a, I have an old tree stand seat or pad, right? That I basically, I leave in my truck and I carry that thing all the time with me. If I know I'm going to go to an area and just sit down and observe, whether I'm hunting or just doing naturalist training or studying wildlife behavior or something of that nature, you want to be able to sit comfortably so that you don't squirm. Uh, meaning you're going to pay attention to what's going on around you and you want to be able to observe what's going on without moving your body too much, mainly just moving your eyes. Again, I don't want to be too regimented with it, but at the very least, you just want to be there and you want to take in as much as you can. Second part of this is you want to, if you want to get into more of a, you know, a health mindset, one thing that you can do, is just put your hands on your abdomen. And when you do this, you should be filling up the oxygen into your lungs or the air into your lungs such that your belly expands. All this means is that you're actually using your lungs to their capacity. Most of us just breathe in to about half of our lung capacity and we breathe out. And that's why we hold a lot of stress in our shoulders and we get headaches and we have neck cramps and all the things that go along with it. So just sitting there and relaxing and breathing is a good practice to get into. Again, 
when you breathe in, your belly's going to expand. That's because air is going into the bottom of your lungs. And when you exhale, you should feel your hands lower towards your spine. Basically, your, your lungs are deflating, and so your hands are going to lower. Once you do this, don't think about anything. Just let what happens, happens. Been talking about this a lot. It's it's sort of a, I don't know, I don't think I want to call it some sort of religious because I, I've heard people talk about this being a religious concept, and it's not. It's basically the idea of non-attachment, where you don't necessarily get focused in on anything too hard. You just let what happens, happens. I talk about this in tracking all the time as it relates to looking at a track. You don't look at a track and force something to happen inside the track. You just let the track inform you. Basically, I'm not saying it whispers in your ear. I'm just saying whatever's happening in the track happens, and you observe it. You take observations with your measurements and then you can make interpretations based upon the observations that you make. So same thing when this type of practice right here. Just go out in the woods, have a sit down. If you're in a deer stand, this is great. Just sit down in deer stand, deer blind. Or if you're not a hunter at all, then just get out in the woods and spend about 15 minutes as regularly as you can. If that's once a day, great. If that's once a week, great. If that's once a month, great. Just do something where you have a system of going out and spending that 15 minutes where you just observe what's going on. Here's some things that I'll tell you you're going to find out. If you spend time doing this on a daily basis, you're going to see the things that you probably thought were random becoming very orderly, meaning raccoons are going to come and go back to dens about the same time. Possums are going to make the same pass through looking for um, stuff to to feast upon. Uh, Deer are going to be coming through oftentimes. Uh, outside of the rut, deer are going to be coming through at nearly the same time on a regular basis or bedding down in the same area. Stuff of that nature, you'll start to see these behaviors, particularly out of the wildlife, that if you just went every once in a while, you'll think, wow, that was random, but it's actually very orderly. And I think that's valuable to all of our understanding of the outdoors. Now, from a survival perspective, how's that useful, Craig? That sounds like a bunch of hokey pokey stuff to me. Well, quite frankly, once you start to see the rhythms of how the woods work if you find yourself in a wilderness area, whether you're hunting or you're hiking or backpacking or something, you'll start to recognize that areas have certain rhythms and times and ways that they react to weather patterns, for example, how they react to different types of wind patterns and what have you. And I mean, any number of things are going to be uh, uh, a, are going to affect the outdoors and you'll see those by spending more time being able to recognize these different patterns that come about and boom, you'll be able to pick up on that stuff whenever you need it, whether it's just pure enjoyment, whether it's just being a more functional woods person or whether it's a survival related event, you'll be able to draw upon the experiences that you have going to a sit spot. Outside of that, from a purely physical standpoint, taking the time to breathe like this and sit like this and remove yourself, we know is a stress reliever. And you're going to have more oxygenated blood, which is good for your everything, good for your heart, good for your muscles, good for every part of your body. And beyond that, the circulation that you're going to get out, better circulation, it's just really good for you physically to be able to take the time to sit down and basically do nothing. It's 15 minutes, you all, 15 minutes. So even in a survival-related event, we teach the idea of STOPA, Stop, Think, Observe, Plan, and Actively Stay Alive. That's how we teach survival as a, as a launching point for things that are the methods by which we handle ourselves in a survival situation. That first one being stop and literally 
stop, sit down if you can. And once you get oxygenated blood, when your circulation is flowing properly and you're more healthy, then you can think more clearly. You can formulate ideas. You can formulate plans. You can do all the things that even if it's just, hey, I go there and I just want to be more healthy by doing the sit spot and I use it later. You don't have to be doing that stuff while you're there. Remove all that from you, all that extemporaneous problems, all the COVID crap, all the stuff that's happening to work, the, the bad stuff that's happening at home. Leave that somewhere else when you go out and do your sit spot. And by going and doing your sit spot, when you come back to it later, you'll be better prepared, more clear in your thinking. And basically in a long run, long-term situation, long-term life, you're just going to be better off. I promise you. This has been what I call an exercise in mindfulness. I hope it helps you. I hope it gets you outside. I hope it encourages you to do whatever it is that you do so that you can find time. I mean, I had a guy in class this past weekend said, at one time, he, he thought he would really like to do what it is that I'm doing, which is teaching outdoor classes and stuff like that. But he's really good at computer programming. And so he utilizes his computer programming, and he makes a ton of money so that he can go on vacation and do that sort of thing on his own because he didn't have to. He, he's good at that. And so that might be you. You might be somebody that's a sanitation worker. You might be a computer programmer. You might be, I don't know, cybersecurity. You might be a school teacher. Find some time to get out on a regular basis, get your 15 minutes in, and you'll probably do what it is that you're responsible for doing better. Well, this has been Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School, with an exercise in mindfulness for you. Come on, join in. Let's learn together. And that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Reliance Podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Reliance School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.